Hello to all our dads out there and our moms. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate your guys' continued support. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fade You Sports. Subscribe to the pod, share the pod, continue to help me and my dads promote the pod. This is episode 71, September 10th, 2021, our week one NFL preview. Could not be more excited to be joined by my dads to talk some NFL football. My name is Matthew James. Kmart is here. Neil, the bucket boy, is here. Chris Duke is here. And Chris, I have to give you the first word because we are somehow still sweating rock chalk Kansas, trying (laughs) to just hang in there. We knew we'd be on some poop this weekend fading Dennis, and this has turned into a hell of a sweat. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are ahead of me. I'm seeing all kinds of stuff. It looks like they're covering and they forced a fourth down. So Coastal's punting looks like a barring a rock chalk uh, fumble cock. We should be okay first half. But, uh, yeah, uh, we knew it. We knew I texted you early today, all the guys. I said, be prepared for taking some disgusting dogs tonight because I saw Boise and Coastal on the list, and uh, he loves to take free money when he sees it couple of minus 25, minus 26. No problem, right? Free money. One team sucks. One team's good. Lay the points, right, Dan? <laughs> Chris, Dennis was 9-5 and five this week so far going into tonight's action. What would you say to people who might be worried that he's figured it all out? Uh, yeah, I mean, it seemed like a lot of people on Twitter were like, oh, shit, he's on the cow like a dog and an under uh, yesterday. And uh it just goes to show you that uh, when he's on an under or a dog, we kind of run away. He he missed the over second half. He missed the over first half and full or under. He was on under. We got the over. So he always cancels shit out. That's a good thing about him. Yeah, he got the Cowboys. Good for him. Um, we would we yeah we would have been fine if the Cowboys just took a minute longer in that first quarter to get that touchdown. But Dak got it at the end of the first quarter, so we couldn't cash that. But uh. Yeah, good for him. Uh, took a stance. I thought for sure he might be on the favorite, um, but uh, we're going to see this weekend coming up. We've already seen he's on two fat faves tonight, and now he's got a, a wow, just a crazy schedule of games tomorrow. I see so much square action. Why I can't wait. He's going to be on Michigan. He's going to be on all these teams that are just laying small numbers. We'll see if he's on a square dog tomorrow with Iowa. Um, I can't wait. So just stay tuned, guys. Um, third and two for the Jayhawks with 13 seconds left, which should make him nine and six this week. We'll see how hard he can regress this weekend. We'll touch on maybe predict Den's Sunday bets here at the very end of the show. So we'll get back to Den a little bit later. Kmart, let's get you in here on last night's game. Cowboys and Buccaneers, you and I have no love for the Dallas Cowboys. So I mean, Kmart, it was a much more exciting game than I think a lot of people expected. Dallas covers the number, the big number. Um, is there anything to take away from that first game last night as you look ahead to kind of trying to handicap the rest of this week one? Yeah, absolutely. Bet on coaches. Um, hence, 
Andy Reid, you know, just bet on teams that you believe can execute with their quarterbacks because, you know, a lot of people are going to say, oh, Cowboys could have won that game. Yeah, but, you know, you look at all those penalties, you look at some of those key turnovers, you know, back-to-back with the Rojo fumble and then the Fournette tip drill pick, you know, that led to 10 quick points right there. Uh, granted, you know, Dallas missed an extra point and a field goal, but, you know, you really want to just bet on teams that you believe can execute just the fundamentals, you know, not having those penalties that are going to kill drives. And that's definitely what makes it hard because as we know, we don't know shit. So, you know, that, that's what makes week one fun, interesting, frustrating, and anything you can think of. Neil, I want to get to you in a second with uh, our friend Dave Sherapan's No One Knows Shit in a second. Talk about that vaunted Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense and their performance last night. But Chris, do you want to live B-word it real quick? A live B-word? Because we just got that 28 to 15. We're only, uh, we lost. We got plus 17 and we lost by only 13. So, bang. We got some first half poop. God, Thank you, Lord. We needed that. Neil, Dave, he, our guy Dave Sherapan says it. No one knows shit. You know, people were going into this. Tampa Bay returns every starter on both sides of the ball. Their defense was amazing. They shut down Mahomes, and Dallas moved the ball at will last night. So is that just a really good example of everyone thinks they know, but we don't know anything? Well, that's just it. And right, I think the other part of that hand, that whole handicap about Tampa Bay was, you know, yeah, they, they shut down Mahomes. Homes and they look so great at the end of the year and they finished the year so strong Dak hadn't played football you know for almost a full year as he missed the last you know 10 games of the season um so and he you know he's and he's been under like every rumor mill under the sun with you know is is his leg okay what's up with his shoulder and the MRI issues I mean and at the end of the day Dak looked great the offense looked look great they couldn't run the football for anything but Dak took care of that I mean I mean this is a different game possibly if you know CD Lamb doesn't have the drops um you know earlier on in the game so I yeah Dave I mean at the end of the day nobody knows shit right they make up things as they you know the books can feel free to make up things as they go right because at the end the book only has to be right 50 percent of the time because they're getting their minus 110 and everyone can think that they know what you know think what they think but at the end you know there's going to be a lot more luck especially in a week one than than I think most people realize last thing on last night's game came just on a, a personal level you and I are Niners fans we grew up in the 90s neither of us have any love for the Dallas Cowboys or their fans did you smile a little bit when Dallas went up at the end of the game just knowing that they probably thought they were going to win only to have to kick the ball back to Tom Brady with a minute left and no timeouts. Did that make you happy too? Yeah, kind of. I kind of reminisced on that time we were uh, at the apartment and watched Aaron Rodgers do the same thing to him. And same thing. Game winning field goal. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's beautiful. You know, my hatred for them isn't as powerful as it once was. As you know, I get older, but yeah, Niners Cowboys. God. It, the, the one reason I would actually cheer for the Cowboys is just so we could kick their ass in the playoffs again. That would go. just be so beautiful. Yeah, when's that going to happen again? I have a student who uh, is a Cowboys fan, and he's a little sophomore in high school, and he wears his little Cowboys hat. 
And I went up to him today. I said, okay, you got to be honest with me. Did you think you were going to win? And he said, yeah. And I said, <laughs> and then they kicked the ball back to Tom Brady. And I knew what was going to happen. I've been seeing this shit for the last 20 years of my life. So. Yeah, Matt, that's a perfect time to just be like, if you don't learn anything from me this year, that's it. Just no, just learn. Don't give Tom Brady the ball back with 80 seconds. Only <laughs> if I can teach you one lesson in life, kid, that's it. That's it. I tell these kids, I've, Tom Brady's been pulling this bullshit since before you guys were born, which is mind blowing, but uh, whatever. All right. Rest of week one. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to go dad to dad and we want our guys to share one really square play that might just be free money. That might just be the one that everybody's on that wins. And then to pick one that not a lot of people are going to be on that might just be a decent play and people might be overlooking. So we won't quite cover every single game. We don't want this to be a two hour pod, but um, Neil, you want to start? Do you want to go with a, start with a square one that you think might be just, it's not too good to be true. It, it's just true. All right. I, and you guys can tell me if you don't think this is square, but I would say that at this point, my, my square play is going to be WFT, the Washington football team. Um, what contest line has them now at my at a minus one. Um, and, I mean, you guys can tell me if you think it's square. I mean, because right a week ago we were talking about this line is Chargers minus one and a half, and nothing has changed, um, yet the money is just coming all in on Washington at this point. I think – the Chargers are a team that sort of started at the beginning of the year, tons of hype. Uh, you know, Herbert in year two is going to be great. Um, big hypes on, you know, just on the Chargers, getting rid of Anthony Lynn, all that. And then I think it's just been one of those that as, you know, as that narrative just kind of dwindles and you just look at sort of the fundamentals of the two teams, you know, you realize that there could potentially be some holes. So, you know, when you look at Washington, I, everyone loves their defensive line. I don't like the fact that Herbert hasn't played football this preseason. Um, I think for a rookie, you know, for a rookie quarterback, that's not the right way to go. I think any rookie quarterback needs reps. Um, the narrative is that you're, you know, he's traveling. It's a 10 a.m. You know, it's a 10 a.m. Uh, start time for a West Coast team. It's a way. I think there's a lot of excitement in Washington. Um, I, I think that the offensive line for the chargers that has a lot of turnover. Um, it's going to be better, you know, as the year goes, there's, you know, Eckler, I think was questionable. And now I believe last I heard he was a game time decision. Um, I think just Washington, I, you know, going with the line move, the line, I think, had, you know, in the market has gone to Washington minus one and a half. So a little bit of line value there. And that's the fact that I only got to lay one with Washington. I'll be honest. This is the, when I'm trying to figure out my contest five, this is the first game I eliminated from all consideration. I absolutely have no idea what's going to happen. I actually think if you can get, <clears throat> if you can get chargers at one and a half or wash it, depending on what this line does, I think this is a good one to tease up six point tease or tease it through seven. Uh, I just could see this being a one score game. Kmart, you got anything on that game? Easy one for me to just pass. Yeah, no, I, I love Washington football team against the wow. Chargers. So um, I actually, I don't actually argue the other side with Neil is that it's sharper play. 
I, I do think when the news on Hitler came out, it started becoming square, square city. Um, but if you look at the numbers now, we got, because when we were looking on our last pod, we were talking how it's kind of a 50-50 split. Nothing was really happening. Then, you know, this is when the true players really start coming out, you know, because injury reports and whatnot. So we got 50%, 56% on the bets for Washington and 71% of the money. We got sharp side hitting it. Um, I loved it before, you know, I noticed those numbers, you know, and that could change by kickoff. Who the hell knows? I don't know anything. I'll be the first one to tell you that, especially, you know, looking at these types of numbers. It's not something I generally do, but I'm trying something different this year, seeing how my sides match up uh, with the numbers, um, you know, betting wise. But no, I I think it's a, I think it's a sharp play. I think Washington has arguably the best front four defensive front in the NFL led by what, Kerrigan and blanking on it's too early. There's too many players to know. Um, but I love their offense. You know, Fitzpatrick's going to be able to move the ball with Gibson, McLaurin, they got McKissick, you know, on third down, pass catching, running back. And what Neil said, it it probably would be square if if Herbert would have played. I mean, I expect a sophomore slump from him. Like, I liked him. He was one of my favorite quarterbacks coming out last year. You know, in our dynasty, I was targeting him. If actually, our boy Matt here took Burrow in front of me. And, you know, I thought what he, I wasn't surprised. I know he's good. I watched him play at Oregon and I just expect a slump. We see it all, all the time. And he didn't play one down in preseason. And to Neil's point, it's, it's just not good. Um, you know, not, not against that defense. You know, they've, they've improved too much on both sides of the ball. Chargers have a new coach, new offensive coordinator, new system for a sophomore quarterback. It, we, we, we know that story, Matt, with Alex Smith. It, it, it's, not, it's not pretty. So I'm all over Washington, and I like it. Chris, let's move on. Let's get to your square play that just might be free money. Uh, I think we're going to go with uh, – well, I have a couple. We might go with just because my dad and Freck kind of like uh, – Russ laying a small number on the road, but um, I think mine would be personally the Packers just because uh, the Saints, uh, obviously we saw LSU get really affected. Obviously these guys are professionals, not college, but just Ida, the whole drama and moving and having to move and uh, everybody values the the whole home field. And now they're going to Jacksonville. And uh, I just think it's uh, Aaron Rodgers is always same thing with Russ. Like when it's a small spread, it's like, it's so scary. Like I always want to fade him and I'm like, yeah, like they'll win by a field goal and he'll go in by seven or 10. So I wouldn't be shocked if that, if they take care of business uh, against the saints. Um, although they're getting some hype, you know, I mean, I like Jameis, but I wouldn't be surprised if he throws like two or three touchdowns and also a couple picks and gives Packers short field. And Rogers just always takes advantage of shit like that. I wonder if this is going to be a pros versus Joe's because I'm seeing, I'm seeing, let's see, some three and a halves in the market seeing, now. Yeah, I'm seeing three and a half too. Wow. Uh, Neil, what do you think about that? 
Well, I mean, I think we we had our, our dad text, you know, our dad texts back and forth when we first heard that this game was going to be moved out um, of the Superdome. And I think we all sort of came to consensus saying, you know, that it was going to be six. And I think it was maybe it's Chris or Joe thought it, it would be, you know, it land at five and a half. But you're talking about, this, this, uh, you know, not even at what is this stayed flat now, technically, and you're not playing in the Superdome, right? It, it's the three and a half, I mean, right? I think that you have a small, so this has moved sort of, you know, a lot. And it's actually really surprising because, again, going, I haven't heard anything positive, for, you know, from the Saints camp, right? They're not even, pra- right? They're still not even practicing in Jacksonville. They're, they're doing their practices in Texas, right? So this is a full road game. Um, yeah, the line move is is troubling. And I don't know how many Saints fans are going to be able to travel. You know, they're still reeling they're down there with, from the hurricane. Yeah. So they're dealing with their own stuff. Very suspicious, Kmart. Yeah, I'm off. I'm off that game. You know, I I definitely think a lot of squares are going to be on the Packers for sure. Oh for yeah, all the points made. Uh, I, I and that's where I've learned. I, I'm just going to watch enjoy it i'm not a big packers fan father-in-law's a saints fan so i'll i'll be laughing either way the only thing i can think of is and chris maybe tell me because i mean for the reasons that everyone shared of course the public's going to be absolutely hammering rogers and green bay especially if the number's down at three and a half wow uh bakhtiari is out uh green bay did lose their center to free agency he's on the chargers now lindsley the Packers had pretty much everything go right for them for two years in a row. It was weird how last season the books put their win total so low and it still flew over. You know, they went 13 and three again. Do you think the sharp guys might just be buying that the public is underestimating Jameis and maybe just overrating Green Bay? Do you think that's the sharp angle here for the reason that these the pros may be on the Saints? Yeah, I mean, I've heard some pros. Um you know, shout out to Chad Millman and Simon Hunter. They are, they're super sharp and they, they do a contest and they're, they're ignoring. And even Chad Millman says, goes again. And same with me, it goes against all my principles. Um, although this isn't, it, this is different. Like we said, this is not in new Orleans. So it's, it's a little different, but we don't like to lay points on especially a little Mike for dangling carrot on the road. But these circumstances, a lot of folks are going to say, look, instead of overthinking it, just take, take it now a lot of people are saying this is value on the saints because they were laying points at one point i think the saints were minus one or two and then now it's all the way up to that so they're saying just from a value perspective a lot of folks will just bet sharps don't do what the public do and just go oh man i think this they'll play a number so when they see four and a five point swing then um you know one of the big john murray was saying it's one of the biggest flips obviously because of the, the whole situation so yeah they'll take it just because of a from a value standpoint. I did see earlier our mom, Kelly in Vegas, her best bet is the saints. Um, now she's saying at Barstool Sportsbook she can get four and a half and that's, that's never going to appear again, but mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I could see this being a sharp under two. This is 50. Um, uh, that, that seems a little high for, this is not a dome game. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we saw a ton of points last night in a very humid Florida 
just wet, sticky, hot game. And we're going to have another one of those since this game is being played in Jacksonville. Kmart, let's throw it to you. What's the, what's your square play that might just be free money? I know this is going to get a lot of flack and I I still think it's Panthers. Um, You know, lines minus four. Now I'm doing it in the contest at three and a half. I purchased this weeks ago at minus four because I thought it would go up. It did. We saw it come all the way back down and kind of this kind of similar points to Washington football team and a little different, but I love the revenge factor. I think a lot of people are betting that down just because they don't trust Sam Darnold. They are looking at his body of work with the jets. And I think they're seeing a little too much excitement with Salah and what Zach Wilson were able to do in the flipping preseason, but I'm, I'm not paying any attention to that because half the guys they're playing against aren't even in the league right now pretty much. Practice squad lost somewhere. But the Jets have some defensive issues. Um, I mean, even last year they were bottom tier, like 28th or 29th against the pass. Darnold's got weapons all around him. He's got a decent offensive line. On the flip side, um, I understand the Panthers don't have the best defense either, but I just don't think, again, rookie coach, rookie quarterback, first game on the road, fans back in the stands. I'm, I'm putting my money on Darnold. It's, it's square as hell. It could be foolish, but I definitely think this line should be closer to six. And I just see way too much value in, in not taking this, you know, if, if it were six, six and a half, I'd probably give it some pause, but, this does look like free money to me and we'll, we'll find out on Sunday how, how wrong I am or how right I was. Neil, two things off of what Kyle just said. One, say what you want about Kyle, but his conviction when he believes he's right is second to none. And then secondly, we talked about this in the group earlier that this is the line move here has been really interesting to watch this got all the way up to five and a half and then got hammered hammered down yeah. to three and a half. And now it's four. So this is the books. I want, I don't know how heavily bet this game will be, but this could be a middle for some of the wise guys in Vegas that will take in like numbers at their highest and then buy back once they get hit down. Right. I think the number where it's at right now is I think a lot of those people who are middling are probably hoping that it lands right here at this at land this four. Yeah. Land four. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. And you're talking about Kyle and his conviction. It, yeah. If he, if he has conviction on a former U and especially on when it's on a former USC quarterback, <laughs> watch out, watch out. You're not changing um, his mind. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I, to, I'm not trying to. I, I like the I like the pick um, at three and a half. Um, you just look at you know offensively, just every you know weapon wise, every single weapon offensively between the two teams. I mean, you would take Carolina's over the Jets. Coaching advantage, Carolina because they've done it before, and I think everyone really likes you know, what Matt rule and what they're doing in Carolina sort of is trying to set themselves up. So um, versus, you know, saw his first game, um, you know, as an NFL coach and it's a road game. And, you know, I would, I would 
I'm going to tend to agree with Kyle that this, especially at three and a half. All right, Chris, make the case for the Mo. Make the case for the scum that no one wants. And yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say is that I heard John Murray say he, they got had a sharp group come in today, and like you said, just hammered it and moved it from four and a half, five down to the three and a half. But interesting, they made the contest. I mean, did it move before the contest? They circa made it three and a half. Uh, I think so. I think what happened was at the time they released the lines is when it had been hit hard. And so uh-huh. it was sitting at three and a half and they just said, okay, I guess this is what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I mentioned it a while ago. If you heard our pods a while back, I mentioned how I kind of liked the, the jets. And I, I mentioned that trend where rookie QBs catching more than a field goal on the road uh, or on a, an unbelievable run. I think it's like 23 and four or something like that. So um, I side with it. I think, I mean, I mean, I know as much of a re- revenge game it is for Darnold. I mean, wouldn't the Jets also want to just destroy him? You know that defense. So, who knows? They they don't have many people on D, but uh, we'll see if they can get to him. And you know, this is a fluky game. I'm I'm surprised how much action it's getting. Like you said, Matt, I thought it was going to be one that uh, the people would stay away from with the two teams that have win totals around six or seven. You know. Sure. Yeah. It- Really interesting, Matt. A weird interconference game. These teams never play each other. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back. We want to go around for each of the three guys again and we'll talk about a team that maybe is being overlooked that no one wants and uh, that might just be some value. So we'll be right back with that. All right. So we're back. Now we're going to talk about uh, ones that no one wants. The public's going to be all over the other side, but we're going to make the case for the side that does is not getting a ton of love. So Neil, give me one of those that you think uh, people might be overlooking. I may, I may be taking the words right out of Chris Duke's mouth here, but in the big numbers, I, I kind of like the bears. I'm not saying it's going to make the card, but if I look at just my old, my, my sort of handicap of the game and how I think the game is going to play out, I do like the under so if I like the under for the game, that would lead me to taking a big number on the dog. Seven and a half. Um, you know, when I look at the game, again, it's I, the reason I sort of hesitate because I have a feeling in the market, this is going to be one of those Sunday night games. It's going to get super bet on the Rams because, again, how can the Rams lose? They've got Matt Stafford and he's so great and this offense is going to be so good. Um but at the end, you know, the it's not like the Bears are the slouch or slouch. Like the Bears, you know, no one thinks that the Bears are going to be as bad as you know a Detroit, you know, offensively or a Texans. Like Andy Dalton has played football. Like going into this environment, may not have had it for a while, but he's played football. He's been in a lot of games. Um, you know, Chicago's just not a they're not a terrible team, and I think they're going to get priced as a terrible team. And so my similar handicap to, you know, with Chargers and that they don't, you know, that Herbert didn't play football, like no one on the Rams plays preseason football, right? And you can go back just to last year. I went back, game one, Rams at home facing the Cowboys. We all know how bad that Cowboys defense was. And the Rams put up 20 points, like 20 points. Um, 
and I think it's just a, a, a letter of the it's just going to be slow. I don't think the Rams are going to come out of the gate and just fire right away. Chicago does have, you know, a good defense. Um, you know, Chicago has played Stafford a lot over the years, right? So Nagy and that defensive unit from Chicago know what Stafford can and can't do. Um, so there's some familiarity there. Um, I just think over a touchdown is just going to be too big a number. Too big a number. <laughs> Dogs are barking. The Man. dogs, the dogs are ready, baby. That was perfect. Dogs barking. <laughs> Kyle, I want to get you in just a second and making the case. Just you follow the NFC West pretty closely, so I'll have you make the case that maybe the Rams aren't going to be quite what people are expecting just yet. And to Neil's point on that, but Chris, just a comment on the action, real quick. I know you're going to be on the Bears. We know Dennis is going to be on the Rams, laying the points. We know every teaser and parlay known to mankind is going to roll into Sunday Night Football. You know the books are going to need the Bears. Huge. Is that enough for you to hop on board? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be in our contest, uh, the top five. But, yeah, I know, you know, I know I'm going to be on it, you know, on Sunday night. And that's fine. And uh, sometimes it's like. If I can just let my fade dens pay for my uh, <laughs> my circuit contests, then that's fine, and uh, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I-, I talked to you guys earlier; like it's about pivoting, right? Try to take you know in these contests, take some that people are overlooking. And I think uh, you know you're thinking about it, Neil's thinking about it. I think it's a great one. Uh, when it comes to me, I'll talk about the the scum that is maybe in the uh, Michigan area that I'm thinking about. Oh. So Kmart and a just, little update. We just got a Jay Hawk rock chalk bean again. He's beans rice for tea. Might have been out. Let's go. Oh man, we'll have to check the replay on this one. But Kmart, just a note on the Rams. Um, this is a really interesting team. A lot of people are like in Stafford as an MVP dark horse. The Rams is a Super Bowl dark horse. A lot of people are really high on this team. Make the case that it might not all come together week one. Neil made the point that their starters don't really play in the preseason. That's certainly part of it. What else you got on on maybe the Rams? Well, I mean, Neil just likes the Bears because he's just hoping, you know, it's one of those grind them out games and Montgomery has a touchdown or two for his fantasy implications. (laughs) But, you know, in all honesty, he's probably right. So, you know, again, continuity is huge. You know, the whole thing I hyped on, harped on early in the segment was execution early on in the year. And new quarterback, new system for him. He's throwing to some amazing receivers. Uh, His best running back weapon lost for the season. So, you know, that hurts them a little bit. I'm not very big on Henderson at all. Um so we'll we'll see. Uh, I definitely think it's going to be a grind them out game. You know, probably a lot of running on both teams. You know, I don't expect the Bears to win unless the Rams have some injuries, which brings me to why you should be wary on the Rams this year. They just don't have a lot of depth, whereas my Niners, you know, have a lot of depth on the defensive front. The Rams are very thin. Um, so, you know, they lose a couple guys, they don't have plug in and play. They're going to have to pick up someone off the waiver wire and just hope to God he is decent enough. 
So that's that's my kind of downplay on the uh, Rams. I, as we talked earlier, huge on the Niners, big on the Cardinals, and I'm down on the uh, Hawks and Rams this year. Really interesting that what the NFL did this season with the schedule is they put the Sunday night opener in LA for the first game with fans in SoFi stadium, and then did the same thing with Allegiant stadium in Vegas for the Monday night football opener. So should be a really fun game. Maybe we'll see Justin Fields. I don't know. We'll see if Andy Dalton dies in the first half. I mean, Aaron Donald might kill him. So we'll see what happens. Come on, come on guys. Andy Dalton. I mean, he was with Cincinnati. Like he, he's a very serviceable starting quarterback. But this Rams defense, when healthy, is also very, very good. So protect him at all costs because it might be the last snap he ever sees. Don't uh, try telling a Dallas Cowboys fan that Andy Dalton is a serviceable quarterback. Oops. (laughs) Uh, Kyle, let's get to you. So the, the team that people are overlooking, the side that the public is giving no chance that that might have a shot this week. Yeah, uh, probably the team I talked about over a month ago in the Cincinnati Bengals. So lines at three and a half now, just as I predicted, contest would have it at three. So it's a no play for me in the contest, but I'm still on it at three and a half. They're getting 30% of bets, 23% of money. Looks like nobody wants them. I love that three and a half getting the hook is our boy Joe. On a pod mentioned, you know, almost 15% of games and on that number three. So definitely give me that hook, especially with a team that could potentially win outright. Uh, you know, I think ESPN FBI has, you know, Bengals at like 52%, whatever the hell that shit means anyway. But my only pause on the Bengals, you know, I'd probably still play them at plus three in this contest. But same exact thing as we were talking about with Herbert. He's played one series through one pass that was dropped by Jamar Chase. Um, it's just the same story I've said three times already. I'm nervous to see how this offense will actually be. Is he actually mentally over his ACL tear? Because it's not like he tore his ACL like Jimmy G going out of the sidelines and just planning wrong. He got brutally hit. So it's – it's a, it's a mental game for him back there. Is he going to be able to stand in that pocket when the rush is coming in and throw passes to Higgins, Chase, Boyd? You know, they got Mixon to lean on, but still don't have the best offensive line. They, I think, are going to be improved. But, again, there's not that much game experience with all of it. So, even with all that said, I still think they have a chance because it's the Vikings. I just don't, I'm just not very big on them. Neil, your skepticism on Cincinnati goes way back to the draft when we had a few conversations about them passing on the stud tackle offensive lineman that they desperately needed and taking a luxury pick with a wide receiver. At the same time, Minnesota is funny because you want them at home in that dome with those crazy fans, but on the road in Cincinnati, it's hard to know what to expect. They have crazy talent at the skill positions, obviously, but I don't know. It's a little trappy. All right. Um, yeah, it is a little trappy. Um, 
you know, I, I think word around, you know, has gotten around about, you know, that Zimmer has the best ATS record of any coach in the National Football League. Um, I, to me, this was one that I sort of threw out. I Yes, I'm still super bitter um, at Cincinnati for me losing the bet on them not getting Panay Sewell. Um, I think that is going to have an effect on them. And I have Cincinnati bet as a, you know, under six and a half. Um, but, you know, this, and it would, I would say to me, I would stay away from this because again, it gets to my borough hasn't played football. You, you have to play football. Um, you know, Minnesota has at least offensively looks like they've got everything, you know, right. Um, this is a stay away from me. I can't imagine it taking, you know, being in my card, but you know, fourth bet, I would be taking the Vikings and I would just back Zimmer. Chris, I feel like this could be a dark horse den side on Minnesota. Maybe just a baby road fave, only three, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I just, I can't put my finger on which ones he's going to like, there's so many at the 10 a.m. spot between the Bills and the Falcons and the, you know, the Vikings and the Niners and the Titans and the Seahawks. I'm like, I just don't know which way, you know, we never know. It's like a, it's like a gift basket. You, you don't know what's going to morning. So we'll see with that. Actually, yeah, Vikings does seem like maybe he thinks it's low hanging fruit. Chris, let's Chris, get your, are you, or go ahead. Chris, I have a question just on the, the, on the whole den thing and, for NFL, is this one of these plays like he's just going to play whatever game he finds out is actually on TV in his local area? Uh, well, he's usually at the car dealership. We usually work on weekends, so I don't know. I mean, he's mentioned he had YouTube TV, so I don't know. I think he – yeah, there's there's often – over the years I've found out there's not really a rhyme or reason. I think he'll, he'll hammer uh, anything. Unless he's off that Sunday, then you're right. Maybe he will – but he's always going to play a – typically he's going to play a primetime 1 p.m. game. So, you know, this week would be either the Packers Saints or like the Patriots Dolphins or whatever. And then you're going to get him on Sunday night football and then Monday night football. So usually, yeah, but the 10 a.m. games are always a crap shoot. So, Chris, let's get your – are you really going to do this? Are you, You're not going to – you're not going to actually go with the Lions – as your scum that has a chance, are you? I have a double scum. I think I'm going to do, I think of course everyone, you do. Re, they're going to not, they're going to, I'm going to go with the cards. Why? That just smells like shit to me. Tennessee, high powered offense. They forget that their defense stinks. We want, I want Cardinals to go toe for toe. Kingsbury, you're hot, but you're dumb. You don't win that much. You have a losing record, but just cover the three point spread for me. And then, yeah, fuck it. Why not? We're going Lions. They're really good in week one as home dogs, as you pointed out, Matt. And the Niners aren't that good when it's over seven going on the road. This might be something uh, we all talk about. You know, I don't think there's really look aheads in, in the NFL, but but maybe because they're going straight back to Philadelphia the next week. So they're playing a couple scum teams back to back. But maybe the Lions show up. Everyone's talking shit on golf saying Stafford's better. Maybe he comes out and shows himself. So maybe we can get like a little 24 to 17 loss by Detroit. Cover that with the hook. Kyle, I was shocked to see that ATS stat on Shanahan 
Seven sixteen and two ATS as a favorite in the regular season, and one seven and one, and four IRI losses as a favorite of at least seven. How do you explain that? Uh, that that first year that I predicted, you know, when we went to the Super Bowl, um, just it took a while for the books to catch up, and then when they did, um, you know, it probably got set a little too high. You know, as you saw this straight up, you know, it was still something like five and four, you know, something still not very good. But, it, you know, it's it, it also has to go with year one, Jimmy G getting hurt. They're still favored in some of those. Uh, and then last year as well. So, you know, there's there are some instances, you know, I'd, I'd like to see that those numbers when Jimmy G was their starter, because he's still like 21 and seven or something ridiculous is our starting quarterback. So that is something to have a little bit of pause on because we had Bethard and Mullins Mullins. Thank you. Uh, Still think Bethard was the better choice, but I don't know anything, but to Chris's point, you know, with the, with the cards, I don't, I mean, I guess you could argue it's scum, uh, you know, 30% of bets on them right now. But I like this. I like this matchup. I think they're going to make my card in the contest. Not to you know share too much here, but I just like the way they match up. You know, they're they're getting bigger on the defensive front. You know, and that's good because who are they playing? Probably like I don't know Goliath. You know, running running the ball back there. Uh, decent secondary for those receivers, but you know they're also going to ground and bound it as well. They got Edmonds and Connor I think they got another back in there as well uh doubt we'll see you know Ben Benjamin at all but good receiving core Kyler Murray you know he's short yeah but he'll run outside the pocket and you know find his receivers so I I actually really think the Cardinals are going to win this thing outright because the Titans to me are are very vanilla in the way they run their offense and I think it's very beatable I'm not a big Tannehill fan I know it's a totally different situation than week one last year because that was a division game, but a lot of people like this too, because Cliff with time to prepare for week one was really good. I mean, they beat the Niners outright week one last year, and that was when everybody was still healthy. So maybe there's something to Cliff being able to prepare this long for a game. People last remember Kyler Murray having the hurt shoulder, not being as effective, but the first half of that season, he was like legitimately in the MVP conversation. Yeah, I mean, I will say this. Niners got up 10 nothing and looked like they were just going to beat the living hell out of them. And then really bad penalties, bad turnovers. It's not like the Cardinals routed them 31-17. You know, Niners had that thing late and another turnover on the game, what could have been the game-winning drive. So some luck happened, but definitely preparation. This defense is a lot better. You know, say what you want about an aging, injured J.J. Watt, but He's going to help improve. He brings leadership, class, all those tangibles you want. And I'm very – I've said it on another pod. I'm very high on the Cardinals this year. I think this is their breakout year. Neil, Kyle just alluded to something that that plagued the Niners week one last year, and it's something that we're going to see a lot on Sunday. Uh, bad penalties and dumb turnovers. I mean, it's – there were only three preseason games. A lot of people didn't play a lot of starters. And so just don't expect this to look incredible 
week one. There's going to be some sloppiness. So if you think you've got a side all figured out, just it's the NFL. The great equalizer can be weird, fluky turnovers, balls bouncing off hands. The refs, you know, are going to be a part of week one. So just speak to and maybe just give one final warning to people to not go nuts week one because there's just so much we don't know. I think you don't have to do anything more than look at last night's game and to oh, think yeah. that that a Tom Brady led team had four turnovers, right? Like I, that, if you, you don't need any more proof than that, that, you know, it's going to be fluky. Um, you had just have so much. We got, we got three rookie car- quarterbacks that are going to start on Sunday. We got fans in the stands that are just going to be go absolutely insane. Um you know, it's just good. Yeah. To your point, it's going to be a really fluky one. Um, don't go, don't go nuts. Protect your bankroll a little bit and let, let everyone, you know, get their footing under them. Last thing here, before we wrap up this pod, we have an unknown dad waiting to come into this meeting. I have no idea who it is, but Chris, let's get to, <laughs> it's, let's get Joe. to it's Joe. God. Joe's black. Oh. Joe's been golfing and drinking all day. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get him in here for the final word. But Chris, um, Dennis was on the Cowboys last night. It was weird to see him on a dog. Just speak to, I guess, I mean, you just touched on this a minute ago, but just the unpredictability of Den. Do you have an inkling of what, what we think he's going to be? Like, we know he's probably going to be on the Rams Sunday night, but during the day on Sunday, any guesses as we get our dad Joe in here? Yeah, uh, I sent you guys the picture earlier. Sometimes he tinkles with it a little bit, um, but he usually at least uses two or three of the plays. He sends me earlier. I said, hey, send me your five. I'm going to pick them, and I want to, you know, I'm in a contest. I want to see what you – so he said Packers, Ravens, Panthers, Niners, Chargers. So he's probably will not play all of them. Um, he might neglect, you know, a Panthers or a – but he's probably going to do Ravens. It's prime time. We already talked about Packers being – you know, afternoon game. We'll see what he does with the Panthers and Niners in the morning. So, um, but yeah, you know, that we talked about, it's pretty chalk and we'll see what he goes with. Joe, are you here? Dad? Yeah. Are you alive? Oh, well, we tried. (laughs) We'll get out of here with this one. Chris, just remind people what happens if you decide to bet on poop, like, Kansas or UTEP or God forbid the Lions. <laughs> you hold your nose and pray it doesn't end up like shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. Nah. <laughs>